Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Alright everybody, welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Moldridge. And on the show today, back for a third time, my former colleague, co-host of the Up All Night show, Brad Page, is back on the show. Brad, I tell you what, this is starting to become a regular occurrence because you are a very popular guest and I'm lucky that you're able to get back on the show. Thank you, man. Um, I'm always uh, excited to join you, uh, talk a little sports. Uh, I, I really appreciate you always uh, inviting me, letting me come on uh, the show. All right, so we are going to talk about NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. And the first game we're going to talk about is your Tennessee Titans taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Derrick Henry just got activated from IR. He's been practicing it looks like he could be cleared to play. Do you expect Derrick Henry to play Saturday? I do. I I think he's had enough time, hopefully, to rest up. And, uh, yeah, he should be good to go um, uh, Saturday, hopefully, uh, because they're really going to need him. The Bengals are one of the hottest teams right now, um, I think, in the, in the NFL, uh, going with Buffalo as well. I think those are the two hottest teams in the AFC right now. And uh, – they're really going to need uh, Henry uh, to get the ground game going. Hopefully everybody else can chip in as well. But uh, with the Bengals, you can never count out Joe Burrow. You know, you can never count out him and uh, Jamar Chase. So uh, it should be a fun game. Um, I would not be surprised if the Bengals do pull it out with all the injuries that the Titans have had. But uh, I think it's going to be a great game, and I'm really excited for it. I'm excited that they're finally getting to play uh, some playoff football. Now, the road to the Super Bowl will be going through Nashville. But we also have another game in the AFC on Sunday. It's a matchup of two great quarterbacks, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. I expect that game to be a shootout. Hopefully, the Tennessee Titans win on Saturday, and they will get to host either Buffalo or Kansas City in the AFC championship game. But let's talk about that Bills-Chiefs game. It's a rematch of the 2021 AFC Championship game where the Chiefs were able to beat Buffalo. But the way Josh Allen marched down the field against a Bill Belichick defense, we're talking seven drives, seven touchdowns. No turnovers, no punts. We expect a shootout in Kansas City between Buffalo and the Chiefs? I do. I mean, you know, you got the highest scoring offense. You know, we saw how the Bills, you know, and they were able to handle the Patriots really well. But I do. Uh, I mean, with the Bills, it's always been a high scoring game. You know, a lot of our games have been high scoring games. And I think the Chiefs definitely have the offense to match the Bills. Definitely have the offense to match uh, Josh Allen and, and everybody. Uh, hopefully it'll be a good game. And like you said, the winner of that game does get to come to Nashville. Hopefully we can take care of business Saturday, uh, beating the Bengals. But, yeah, it would be a huge advantage uh, for either the Bills or the Chiefs 
coming to Nashville, that place would be rocking. And it uh, it's like over 20 years since the Titans have been to the Super Bowl. So, you know, we, we're just excited and, uh, and looking forward to, to uh, what can happen. And the next divisional round matchup, these two teams – have met more than any other team in NFL history in the playoffs, and it all happened after 1995. I'm talking about the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 in the playoffs in his career against San Francisco. This is a rematch of the 2019 NFC Championship game. This time, it's in Green Bay, and the Green Bay Packers are well-rested. They are the number one seed in the NFC, and they are the odds-on favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. Does Aaron Rodgers get over the hump and finally exercise demons and beat San Francisco? Or is San Francisco peaking at the right time? This is a different San Francisco 49ers team that the Packers saw in week three. And the question mark is if Nick Bosa is healthy. He's in concussion protocol, but if he's clear to play, that's a big difference on that 49ers defense, and I think Aaron Rodgers could have some trouble. What's your thoughts on this game? I think uh, San Francisco definitely has a chance, especially if Bosa is playing. The way that uh, San Francisco went into Jerry's world, took care of Dallas. I watched that game on Nickelodeon. I thought it was really cool with all the effects and the slime and all of that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think San Francisco has a, a very good chance of beating uh, Green Bay. Uh, hopefully it'll be a – a good game, a close game. I do believe it will be. Anything can happen. <laughs> that that's such a good uh, question. You know, if uh, if uh, Rogers can beat the 49ers finally, I mean, definitely he can. You know, he can. But uh, like you said, I think 49ers are really peaking at the right time. Kind of like the Bengals are kind of peaking at the right time. I think anything can go. I, I would not be surprised if San Francisco can go up to Lambeau and and beat the Packers. And then our final game. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady undefeated at home this year. He's not aging. He's 44 years old and still going strong. He doesn't have any – he hardly has any of his weapons. We're not sure if Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette is going to play, but no problem. They just throw in Keyshawn Vaughn as the running back position. And Tampa does what they do best. They stop the run. So if they stop the run, you're going to force Matthew Stafford to throw 30 times and he could make mistakes. Now, he got over the hump by winning his first ever playoff game, but Matthew Stafford and this talented Rams team in a win-now mode because they traded away all their draft picks to get OBJ, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and now they're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and the experience he has. He's won more playoff games than any of the quarterbacks left combined. And here's another stat for you, Brad. Tom Brady is older than the three remaining head coaches left that he has to face or could possibly face. That's something. <laughs> that is something. Um, you know, I think it comes down to veteran leadership. You know, Brady definitely has it. But again, I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams do keep it close. I think the Bucks will pull away since it's in Tampa. But uh, I would not be surprised if, if Stafford can uh, keep it close. You know, we saw we, what he could do to the Cardinals. The Cardinals, you know, they struggled so much in that game. And uh, all through the year, uh, you're just kind of thinking, are the Cardinals for real? And we kind of saw that with that playoff game, they may not have been for real, you know. I think it's going to be a great game between the Bucks and the Rams. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. 
again, if the Rams do pull up the upset, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady does get it done. A lot of great football. I'm excited. A lot of great games coming up. And it should be a great weekend of some uh, playoff football. Brad, I'm I'm just – yeah, I'm excited about football as well, but I'm yeah. I'm kind of sad that college football season's over. I mean, I'm I'm a Georgia fan uh, yeah. since two since 2006. Sorry, Tennessee. I, I might have <laughs> rooted for you when I was at Freed Harmon, but uh, you know, I live in Georgia and I started rooting for the Bulldogs when I moved here in 2006. I was yeah. so happy for Georgia for having their parade in Athens was bigger than the Braves parade. I watched it on TV. It was so great to see Georgia fans excited for the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know what next season is going to look like. I know that JT Daniels entered the transfer portal. Tennessee's going to get better. Florida's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky's always good. Spencer Rattler is now a South Carolina Gamecock. You know, the SEC East just got better. And Alabama is still the heads-on favorite to win the national title because Bryce Young and Will Anderson are coming back. Yeah. You're going to see an improved LSU team with Brian Kelly. Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class. So I'm glad Georgia finally won the national championship. It's going to be hard to repeat next year. But, you know, Kirby Smart says we're not done. We're not going to wait another 41 years to win a national championship. I know how you felt. I know how you felt when Tennessee won the national championship in 1998. Mm -hmm. They broke a long drought. I think it was 1951 was the last Mm -hmm. time Tennessee won a national championship. Now, as a Tennessee fan, you were hoping that Peyton Manning would have won a national championship. When he left for the NFL, they won it with T. Martin. I mean, how cool was that? Right. Oh, it it was a total surprise. Yeah, because we were so glad when uh, Peyton did decide to come back his final year. He made that big press conference and said, I'm coming back to Tennessee. You know, and Rocky Top was rejoicing, you know, when Peyton did come back uh, his final year. But – T. Martin comes out of nowhere, and we were just so blessed uh, with the great recruiting that Fulmer and his staff did throughout the 90s to make a great team that was in 98. And uh, we were very ecstatic uh, going undefeated. The, uh, the game that scared us the most, is, of course, was the Arkansas uh, game uh, where we thought we were going to lose it. And I was watching uh, that game was actually at Freed Harbin with uh, one of my friends in Benson. I feel it was Jonathan Wood. Anyway, we were watching it. Now, about the game was over when when uh, Arkansas went up, I think by a score, and uh, I thought they were just going to run the ball. But then Sterner fumbled the ball, and Tennessee jumped on it, and they were able to secure that win and then eventually win the rest of their games and the national championship. So, yeah, I mean, uh, 98 was a great year for Tennessee to uh, to win, and we're hoping to get another one. I know it's it seems like it's been a whole – it's been a long time ago since Tennessee's won a championship. But I, I believe it will happen again, hopefully in the next 10 years. Hopefully uh, hopefully, if Hopple does get the right players in, and I think he's building a great high-powered offense, if we can just you know get our defense on track, we can definitely uh, compete in the SEC East. You know, uh, We saw what a great turnaround we were able to do um, last year going seven and five. So, you know, we're hoping to make bigger strides. Um, but I'm happy for Georgia. I am. I know it's been a long time since Georgia's won a title. And uh, I do have a uh, former family and, and, and some friends in Georgia uh, that mean a lot to me still. And, uh, and I'm very happy for Georgia because I know they've been waiting for a, a while. And, and um, I'm glad they were able to finally beat Bama and get that title. I actually believe that 
they would have won a national title in 2001 or at least played for one Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for an unranked Georgia team, the Mm -hmm. hobnail boot upsetting Tennessee in Knoxville. I remember that game 26 to 24 and I was at Freed Hardman and I remember October the 6th, they lost that game and they eventually lost to LSU that year, beat Michigan in the citrus bowl. And that was when I was a Tennessee fan. Brad, I was actually uh, watching wow. all the Tennessee games <laughs> while I was at Freed Harbin. That's I, awesome. I and, <laughs> and I was hoping that they would get another national championship. Mm-hmm. I, I really think they haven't really been a top 10 team since Philip Fulmer left. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it just hasn't. Butch Jones had two nine-win seasons. But yeah. at Tennessee, that's just not good enough. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, mm-hmm. he had three years. He had an eight and five season. If Josh Heupel is the right guy, and I believe he is, Tennessee will be back in track, but they're going to have to go through Georgia, Florida with Billy Napier. South Carolina is going to be tough with Spencer Rattler and Kentucky is always tough. They just have to weather the storm and, and they got to finally try to beat Florida. I know they beat them once. Oh yeah, definitely. Even, even when Florida has a down year, Tennessee loses to them and you've got (laughs) to beat them at least in Knoxville. And what about trying to beat Alabama? I mean, that has got to be the goal. I believe they're playing Alabama in Knoxville this year. Mm-hmm. If they could get over the hump and finally beat Nick Saban, I think Tennessee will be back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, we, we got to get those big wins and let the country know that Tennessee is on their way back. If we can beat uh, a Florida or Georgia or Alabama, uh, definitely. And, and we're definitely capable of doing it. You know, I mean, it, it all starts with recruiting, of course, but – uh you know, we just we've been patient the past, I guess you could say, twenty years, <laughs> especially with all the head coaches we've gone through. Um, but um, I think we all believe in Hopple. Um, it's definitely a different offense that we've ever seen here at Tennessee. You know, we're so used to just uh, running the ball uh, mostly and just throwing off a play action or whatever. But uh, but the way that Hopple's offensive scheme uh, does give us a chance in most games. All right, let's switch gears and talk about the NBA. All right. Because the Memphis Grizzlies right now, 31 and 15, they are ranked third in the Western Conference, and they are starting to look like a great team with John Morant. But I I honestly feel they need another piece. If they want to get past the threshold of reaching the NBA Finals and winning a championship, because I do believe that Memphis wants to try to win a championship, the NBA trade deadline is February the 10th. Brad, does the Memphis Grizzlies make a move to try to get a Bradley Beal or a Contavious Caldwell Pope or a perimeter player to compliment John Barrett, or are they happy with the team they got right now? That's a good question. I wouldn't be surprised if they do shop around, definitely. I mean, we can see they really got a lot of young players, not a lot of veteran uh, leadership. You know, we, we do have Stephen Adams. You know, he's probably, probably the most uh, veteran guy on there, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they do go after Pope or, or Bill. Um, what, what I was so surprised was was how they were winning when John Morant was out. You know, they went on that streak for a while. And when he came back, they went on that 11-game streak. So, yeah, they're, they're playing great right now. I mean, the, the young core, chemistry is definitely working. I wouldn't be surprised if they do try to get a little veteran, uh, a little more veteran leadership heading into the playoffs. Uh, definitely, because they're going to need it for sure. You know, they're going to well, need to build that depth up a little bit. 
Well, they beat the Bulls on MLK Day. They will take on the defending NBA champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, in Milwaukee tonight. Can't believe that game's not on TNT. Man, I think the Memphis Grizzlies should be more televised. I mean, you yeah. have a superstar in John Morant. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Atlanta Hawks had a lot of televised games because of Trey Young. I mean, right. they finally got to have a Christmas game. I'm calling it, Brad. Next year, the Memphis Grizzlies should be playing on Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. As long as they keep a rant, definitely, <laughs> which I think they will. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely coming back from where we, where they were before, you know, as since the addition with Morant. Uh, it's really turned that team around, and, and they got players believing in him, of course. I mean, his talent is unbelievable, you know, from what we've seen in, in a long time. And uh, we'll just see what happens. Um, you know, hopefully they can compete really well tonight in Milwaukee. Um, I, be- I believe they will, but, you know, we'll just see what happens, definitely. Brad, I asked you the other day if you were a fan of Tennessee basketball because mm-hmm. they have a big SEC contest against the LSU Tigers this yeah. Saturday. The Volunteers ranked 24th with a 12-5 and record, taking on the 13th-ranked LSU Tigers at 15-2 and in Knoxville. We also have Kentucky taking on Auburn. Auburn mm-hmm. is ranked second in the country, Brad. Can the Auburn Tigers, who reached the Final Four in 2019, can they win it all? Can they win a basketball championship? As long as Bruce Pearl's there, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Bruce Pearl used to be the Tennessee coach. I, I see the, the tie there between Auburn and Tennessee. He's the one that brought Tennessee basketball back. He's the one that made men's basketball at Tennessee exciting again. You know, we've always been great with the ladies program, with Pat, you know, some of the course. The men's basketballs has kind of been up and down. But when Bruce Pearl came, he turned that place around. His passion and energy just got the fans into it, you know, in the way, you know, he always competed, you know, beating Kentucky, beating Memphis. I think he beat Kansas one time. So, you know, he's beating uh, big programs. And, yeah, I definitely think uh, Auburn has a great chance of winning it all. And, uh, and Tennessee definitely is playing good right now, and hopefully they can get uh, LSU. It's a huge game, especially after coming off the loss of yeah. uh, to Kentucky. Brett, yep. who is the greatest Tennessee player of all time? Tennessee uh, basketball? basketball. Who's uh, the greatest Tennessee basketball player of all time? Hmm. Wow. I'll give you a hint. There was a 30 for 30 on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going that way anyway. Yeah, uh, I would definitely say, uh, you know, Bernie and Ernie. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're definitely, I would say, the number one. So Bernard King would be, yeah, yeah, Bernard King, and not Bernard Allen King Houston, the 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 shooting guard well, for the New York Knicks. Allen Houston was really good too. Um, I guess I don't know. It's I would say Bernard King for sure. Um, but um, you got Dale Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, we've had there's I, been I, a lot surprisingly. Uh, you know, especially with Allen Houston, have been you know recently Josh Richardson has been playing great. Tobias Harris has been playing great for the Pistons. I got a bone to pick because <laughs> I, I went on my podcast a couple days ago and went on a rant about Georgia basketball. I expect you to do better. You hired Tom Crean. You recruited Anthony Edwards. Georgia is 5-12. and 12. Hang on a second. Georgia is 5-12. They have yet to yeah. win a game in the SEC. Okay, they beat Memphis. I, I remember that game, but they <laughs> have been the biggest disappointment. I thought it was embarrassing. For them to lose to Vanderbilt at Stegman Coliseum in Athens, 
These are the same students that got to witness Georgia in the parade. On on the same Saturday, they turn around and watch a basketball game, and they watch Mm -hmm. that garbage. Tom Crean needs to be fired. I mean, Georgia should at least be an 18-win program with at least an NIT berth. This is unacceptable. I know there's not a whole lot of Georgia basketball fans. Like, there's not a whole lot of Alabama basketball fans or Auburn basketball fans. They care more about football. I get it. But Mm -hmm. if you are a Georgia Bulldog and you're going to the basketball games, you're paying hard-earned money to go to the basketball games, you should see a better product, especially when they've gotten players like Anthony Edwards and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. They've gotten good players to the University of Georgia. I expect them to do better. No, absolutely. Um, I remember a while back, I don't know if you remember this, uh, uh, SEC tournament was played in Atlanta. And I yes. think that's when the tornado happened. 2008, absolutely. Yeah. That was an SEC storied. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. Which it, it, it said Miracle 3. You know why it's called Miracle 3? They they won three in the road, and they somehow with the um, they they had to win three games that same day, I believe. That's true. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm not but sure. There, there was a night game. I want to say it was like Mississippi State taking on. Uh, I can't remember who the team was. Yeah, there was a three pointer that kept the game going in overtime. Everybody was in the Georgia Dome. The tornado happened, and a hole was. It, it caused a hole in the Georgia Dome, and it probably saved a lot of lives because if that game was over, fans would have exited the Georgia Dome and a tornado would have hit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But um, I think that's like the last time Georgia has been pretty good, you know, besides, you know, when Anthony Edwards you know, was playing, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, well when they yeah. hired Mark Fox, he, he led him to some NCAA tournament berths. Right, right, Mark, right. Mark Fox was actually a good coach. I don't understand – why they let him go. Tom Crean he was really yes, good because he, he, he had to some good games too. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Crean, Tom Crean's got a good resume. He comes from the Harbaugh family. You know, he's the brother-in-law of John and uh, Jim Harbaugh's sister. Like that. He's the, he's the husband of John and Jim Harbaugh's yeah. sister. Yeah. So he does come from the Harbaugh tree. He led Marquette to a final four in 2003. Remember with Dwayne Wade and yeah. he brought in, back but this was just not the right fit for the georgia bulldogs i'm looking at mark fox's record i i I had to look it up brad oh absolutely absolutely he he led georgia to the ncaa tournament twice and led him to an nit berth three times so from Mm. 2009 to 2018 he was 163 and 133 at georgia he was averaging 19 19 wins a game 19, uh, 19 wins a season. His last year at Georgia was 18 and 15, and then he got fired. He only had two losing records at Georgia, and they were both 15 and 17. He led Georgia to four 20-win seasons, four, including two NCAA berths, one in 2011 and one in 2015. I rest my case, Brad. Mark Fox mm-hmm. never should have got fired from the University of Georgia. And Tom Crean was a bad fit. That caught That's lightning in a bottle. He caught yeah. lightning in a bottle by getting Anthony Edwards to play for Georgia. He was the number one mm-hmm. recruit out of Georgia. The talent in the state of Georgia when it comes to basketball 
we should be having Georgia teams in the NCAA tournament every year. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Kennesaw mm-hmm. State, Mercer, Georgia Southern. Yeah. They should all be in the NCAA tournament. And they have their moments. Mercer defeated Duke in 2014. And mm-hmm. that was like a – I think they had a parade. They had a ticker tape parade in Macon. I I, I was told that, that they, they were celebrating in the city of Macon after Mercer beat Duke. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you beat Duke, you definitely need a parade. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Poor Brad, I, I know we went off a little off subject. We, we're having fun on this podcast. I do appreciate you coming on and being on the podcast yeah. with me. As this podcast is growing, uh, you are definitely one of my regular guests. I of course, I had tra- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, of course, I had Travis Creasy on. I've had Ben Hayes. Yeah. Why stop there, Brad? Why can't we get Gina Rose or Ricky Goodham <laughs> or Lane Weidick? Why can't we get them on the podcast? Yeah. I'm calling it. I'm going to reach out to all the former Up All Night Show guests to include Wes Howell and Malvin and Marvin Williams. I will invite them be- to see if they want to be a guest on my podcast. That would be amazing. Amazing. That would be really cool, man. Yeah. And I was looking up Tennessee players in the NBA right now. I mean, you got Tobias Harris, Pons, Schofield, Grant Williams. So, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> Tennessee's definitely uh, – uh, Jordan Bone, you know, he recently played in in the NBA, you know. Oh, man. Tennessee's got a great track record to the NBA and hopefully they can keep that going. You know, um, it's been surprising how how well they've done that. But uh, I'm with you, man. That would be great to hear uh, the different different voices from the past that we had on the Up on Night show. Maybe Johnny Estes. Uh, oh, yeah. He, know, he friended me yeah. on Facebook. I guess he's been yeah. listening to the podcast. All would, right. Cool, I, would cool. to, yeah. I would love to have John Estes on. And also um, – I might yeah. be able to network with Chris Vernon. Uh, there's a guy who that would he be calls amazing. The, he calls <laughs> the Memphis Americans. He knows who Chris Vernon is. Like he is, okay. he is like a, the morning talk show person in Memphis. And he know I told him the story about Chris Vernon, how we were both in broadcasting together. Yeah. And and now now that I'm doing the play by play for the Columbus Rapids, I'm actually starting to network, and it, it's really it's amazing. I I'm just no, glad no. that I'm able to return. After having a twenty-year break, oh right, right. That that would be amazing if you can get Vernon. That would be wow. That would be oh, definitely over the top. You know, uh, man, that would that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, I listened to his podcast. He is a talent in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and he's still the same personality he was in college. That's great. Man. That's great. That's great. Uh, I I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I've seen that his pre green pre-game uh, stuff on with the Grizzlies, he does excellent, excellent, you know, because, uh, cause you know, they televise the pre-game a lot of times on the uh, Grizzlies network or whatever, you know, and you can see him with Brendan Knight and uh, some other guy. I forgot who it was. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's doing great. I'm, I'm proud for him, how far he's come. All right. Well, that was Brad Page as we took a stroll down memory lane. Um, <laughs> Really, what was your what was your favorite up all night show moment? When Travis and the Doughboys uh, came on, probably because uh, that was my friends. You know, that you know they were always the people I always hung out with um, between classes uh, that that I knew uh, personally, and uh, I was glad to get them on there, and, and we we're just able to cut up and have a good time. Probably when Johnny S's uh, 
uh, came on. You know, we had some good times there. I, pre- I appreciate all the hosts that really came on. You know, but that took their time out of their schedule to to uh, come out and be on the show. Brad, I have a favorite moment, if you remember this, when you right. do your commercials for Henderson Home Furnishings. <laughs> yes. Because yes. you they come on down because yes. they got popcorn and Cokes for the kids. Yes. yes. Oh, that was fun times. Yeah. I love making people laugh, you know, and uh, – Oh, you definitely made people laugh. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun doing that. Uh, and then sure. telling people, just randomly saying, I'm giving you a shout out. Mm-hmm. And, That's and right. Look, and look for the flyers. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we try to put up flyers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they would take mm-hmm. them down. I mean, I would I'm put up flyers before, right before we had a show. I remember, and, man. Especially in the student center or or wherever, man. Well, right in the student center, right where you go to the mailboxes, that's the prime location where I put the flyers. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so many great memories. I I just, I can't believe it's been over 20 years that we have, we've been at Freed Harbin. My niece, uh, my wife's side, my niece Mm -hmm. is a freshman at Freed Harbin and Good. It's it's like she was like six years old when I first met her. And so it's like <laughs> I cannot believe how many generations are now at Freed Harmon well after us. Yeah, that's yeah. Freed has definitely changed since I've been there. Uh the way it's grown, a lot of different buildings. Uh they they were building the Brown Science Building when I was there, and now it's all built and you know established and all that but i remember them building on that and and how it's grown over the years i'm very proud of how it's done well uh especially the uh the basketball teams have done really well as me and you both know um and uh baseball's done well there um so so i'm proud of the way uh freed's doing for sure. And a, a special mm-hmm. shout out to the Lady Lions who broke through and won the NAIA championship in right. 2018. They, I, I was watching some of the broadcasts on YouTube. You could see in the background all the banners mm-hmm. of them making it to the NAIA playoffs every year since 1999. Like, oh, when, yeah. Like, I first came to Freed Harmon in 1999. I was the play by play announcer for the yeah. men and the women's team. Well, really, Rob Frazier, who's been a guest on the show as well. He was the play-by-play announcer as well. And we talked about how that team was just amazing. Coach Neal did a great job. And Coach Epperson, you remember, he was in Tri-Zeta with you, and he went to school with us. He's now the head coach of the Lady Lions. He's taken over the realm for Coach Neal. And they have some amazing players. Uh, LeMay actually passed the 1,000-point mark, but – I just remember I, I actually go on the Freed Harbin website and I look at mm-hmm. who's in the Hall of Fame just to see, oh, yeah, I, I remember Kara Sanders and Carla Jones and Kiana Elam. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Candace yeah. Coons and Holly Milligan. And, right. man, they, they would be amazing guests on the podcast. I'm telling you, I, I got to reach out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. That's, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, Brad, I'm going to break the news to you. I'm going to yeah. let you know that uh, – I've already started a podcast dedicated to Freed Harmon Sports. Awesome. There's Good. two episodes out. It's it's called the Freed Harmon Sports Report. Mm-hmm. And it's just a quick snippet of the recap of the weekend 
the last episode was only five minutes long because I was just breaking down the yeah. La- Lady Lions and Lions over the weekend. They were, they were taking on, I think, Edward Jones, uh, the, the best team in the Mid-South. The, the Freed Harbin softball team, on the next episode, I'm going to make an announcement. They're coming to Columbus. Columbus, oh, Georgia right. is the site of USA softball, and that's the home of uh, the softball games in the Olympics in 1996. So they're, oh, playing, cool. a, they're playing a big yeah. tournament in Columbus. I might check that out because anytime Freed Harmon actually has a road game and they're close by, I, there's no hesitation. I'm at that game. I was at the home opener uh, this year when they took on Point University. Yeah. I so got good you. times. Oh, absolutely, man. That's that's really cool, man. Good times awesome. indeed. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, Brad, I do appreciate you being a guest on my podcast. And uh, come back again. I mean, I, I love having you on the podcast on a regular basis. I mean, I got Rob Frazier on. I've had Gabe yeah. Reynolds. Eric yeah. Taylor has been a guest on the podcast. I mean, I've I've started to have a pretty good lineup. And you know they're they're wanting to yeah yeah now I mean, they're wanting to get on the podcast and yeah I'll definitely try to get you back on the podcast. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully next time you talk to me, the Titans will be going to the AFC Championship game. But uh, yes, yes. But we'll yeah, see. I, if the we'll Titans go, if, if the Titans win this weekend, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna preview that AFC Championship game and uh, definitely have you back on. I'll, I'll definitely be forward for sure. Yeah. But, um, All right. Yeah, man. Thank, thanks again. Thank, thank you, Richard. Absolutely. Yep. Former co-host of the Up All Night Show, Freed Hardman grad, works at WBBJ. All around great guy. And I'm just blessed to have him on this podcast. That's all the time I have on the show. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. Don't forget, on tomorrow's show, I will have Tanya Chavez, who is a member of the New Mexico Lightning women's semi-pro soccer team. We're going to talk everything indoor soccer. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you download my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Cast, or wherever you get your podcast. And I am out of here. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.